Welcome to the back of house morning leader section of the leadership training program. The focus of this session is to talk about how to successfully lead a back of house opening shift, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. And I want to cover some methods for leading here. Now, obviously, when you come in, you have to turn everything on, get the ovens on, get ready. I'm not going to go into those details as a checklist is available for that. And on the job training, it will take care of that. But I do make a couple recommendations here. Number one, I do recommend that you make two trays of biscuits as soon as you start making biscuits. So right when you get in 6 a.m., let's assume there's no truck, you get in 6 a.m., turn the oven on, turn the griddle on, put some butter on the griddle. I make the biscuits right away then and make two trays, put one in and then have the other one ready to go in. This is going to give you some cushion uh, until your 7 o'clock person comes in. That way your 6.30 person right when they get there can help you if you need it. They don't have to make biscuits. Now, make sure you get everything ready by 6.30 a.m. Um, following the iPad, as far as what goes in the chutes, typically you're going to need at least one Chick-fil-A biscuit and one four-count mini in that chute right when 6.30 a.m. hits so that the guests have the food available. Now, as soon as your 6.30 person comes in, you do have two options. The safe option is to keep that 6.30 a.m. person with you on the line. Now, if it is extremely slow, you can send that 6.30 person back to help the breader with filleting, filters, boil outs, and those things. Um, now, the next subject that I want to discuss, and this is a big one, is where you should be as the back-of-house leader during breakfast. Now, there are two schools of thought on this. One school says that you should be on the griddle, and the other says that you should be on the line making most of the sandwiches. Now, I will give you uh, kind of the pros and cons of each and explain why I choose to be on the line. Now, first of all, let's talk about being on the griddle. So if you are the leader and you choose to be on the griddle, there are some benefits to that. The benefit is that you're able to jump in behind the line person and help them make items and get ahead. And you'll also have a good awareness of the biscuit and the mini bread situation if you're on the griddle and able to constantly check those things and get them in the oven yourself when you need them. Now, the cons are, one of, the, one of the, the negatives is that you are the one that's often pulled away to make biscuits. Now, when you're over there making biscuits, uh, the line person, did they call for help when they needed it? Uh, are you able to go help them? Um, could you, as the leader, have handled line by yourself better while a team member was making biscuits? And also, while you're on biscuits, do you really know what's going on on the line? Now, I favor the leader being online, not on griddle. And when I talk about griddle, that includes making biscuits, dropping hash browns, putting in the mini bread, making the eggs, scrambled eggs, folded eggs, all that stuff. Now, I favor if the leader is online. When I'm leading a back of house AM shift, the only time I make biscuits is right when I get there in the morning. Beyond that, I do not make any biscuits for the rest of my shift. Now, I don't. the reason I don't do that is because I don't want to be pulled away from the line. I want to know what's going on at online at all times. Breakfast is a unique period in which the leader, the back of house leader, is able to be really involved and make a big impact on speed and quality by making all the special sandwiches over there by being involved in the line. Now, some more pros to being online is that when you are the line captain, and you are online as the leader, you are in complete control 
of the food going to the guests. Now, even if you have someone on primary side doing biscuits and minis, you're still much closer to them, more closely involved with them than if you were on griddle. So that's another negative to the griddle. Once you get two sides open as the griddle person, you're even further away from the primary side, which is making biscuits and minis. If you are online as the leader, you can turn that screen, the second screen on primary, see what's coming up on their screen. And if you have a lull where you don't need breakfast sandwiches, but they just got two orders for three, four count minis and then uh, three Chick-fil-A biscuits, you can make some of those items on your side and hand them over to that person. So you are going to um, be in control of the food, even if you have two sides open. Now, I know also that if I need help, if I need help and I am the leader online, I am more prone to ask for help than a team member. This is just a general rule. Team members sometimes think that asking for help is sort of saying that they're not good at their job, and that's not true. Leaders, hopefully, if if you've been developing as a leader, you know that asking for help is something that we need to do. We need to work together, and leaders typically will ask for help sooner than team members. This is because we want the leaders to be able to anticipate problems, not just uh, react to them when they happen. So if I'm on the line as the leader, I'm going to ask for help sooner than a team member would. And this is because as the leader, I'm going to be thinking ahead. I'm going to be seeing the orders that are coming up. I'm going to be seeing the cars that are forming in drive through like maybe the group of people that just came in front counter. So if you're online, you're able to ask for help sooner. Uh, I can utilize my helpers uh, as opposed to waiting for the team member to call for me. Furthermore, uh, if it's slow, I can stay online. I'm already there. I don't need to move from griddle to line. And I can send my griddle person to do other tasks. And then I'm going to be ready to call that person as soon as I need her. Whereas uh, some leaders, I think, make the mistake of leaving someone online and then they go and do other tasks. And then that team member is less likely to call for help when she needs it. So uh, that's another reason. I favor being online. Now, the only real potential downside that I see to being online for the leader is that the griddle person, if it's not you as the leader, may not be as good at multitasking as the leader would be in that position. For example, a good griddle person will be moving with urgency and intensity. They'll be dropping hash browns, putting down eggs, putting mini bread in the oven, looking at the screen to jump behind the leader to help with muffins, with bagels, cutting biscuits. Uh, all these things. Now, the solution to that for me when I'm a leader and my griddle person isn't the most proactive, the solution that I find is that I will be constantly directing and coaching that griddle person on what I need next. Now, hopefully, if I do this enough with a certain person, for example, that person will learn and grow from that coaching. Um, Yes, I'm going to need to remind them about how they need to do things and uh, the order of priority, whereas a good griddle person knows that, for example, if the griddle person's making cookies and I say I need folded yellow, they should stop immediately from putting cookies out on a tray as that is not an urgent need, whereas putting down the the yellow egg is. Um, and that's something that um, there's many examples of that, that we need to have that mindset of what is the highest priority, what is going to make the guests wait. Now, the point is that oftentimes team members don't understand the urgency with which we must do things. They might not think it's a big deal to wait 40 seconds and finish doing their cookies and drop the eggs, but that is one of the main reasons we wait on food and guests wait is that we don't have the correct priority and urgency for doing things. So as a leader online, you do want to be coaching 
and directing that griddle person to what you need exactly when you need it. Now, you may need to remind them to look at the screen, uh, the breakfast screen for specials if they're waiting 10 seconds for hash brown. A really good griddle person will say, okay, I have 10, 15 seconds until my hash browns come up. I'm going to look at the special breakfast screen and see if I can put a bagel in, cut a biscuit, and then I'm going to come back to my hash browns. And if you find your team member on grit, your griddle person just kind of standing there waiting for the hash browns when they have 10, 15, 20 seconds, you need to do some coaching. So I do find that, you know, if you want to say that's a minor inconvenience, um, that isn't enough for me to negate the pros of being online as the leader and the control I'm able to have. And if I may, I feel that online, the leader is able to have a good feel for the egg needs, the biscuit needs, the mini bread needs, and then they can guide and direct that person on griddle to do what they need right away when they need it. So that's kind of the argument for where the back of house leader should be during breakfast. I strongly recommend you at least try doing it online and having that control of what's going on and, and coaching and directing your griddle person along the way. Now, transitioning out to sort of an overall picture of what's going on in the morning as the back of house leader, and I'm just going to base off the assumption here that you are online and, and most of these things will still apply if you're on griddle. Uh, now, the overall focus, kind of break it down into four categories during the morning. Number one, guest first, right? Always, always guest first. Your job as the back of house leader in the morning at all times, of course, but right now we're talking about in the morning is to serve the guests and make sure the food is going out quickly, correctly, and it's high quality. Now there's three other things that kind of float the main aspects of leading the shift. You got breaks, Number two is breaks. Number three is getting lunch ready. And number four is filleting and stocking. And I don't really put those in order because they all intermingle with one another. So the main focus, like I said, is serving guests, all right? Being being engaged online, directly uh, involved in coaching the team, uh, you can achieve this very well. And uh, let me just note as well that speed and urgency by the leader is vital to motivate the team and lift the team up to that level. So that's, that has to be your focus, your primary focus during breakfast and all times. But during breakfast, focus on serving the guests. The breaks, the lunch ready, and the filleting and stocking has to be subservient to that goal. So moving beyond that, you have breaks. Obviously, you need to get your breaks done at 8 a.m. Usually, you'll have that person come in. Then you can send your 6 a.m. person. And when they come back, send the next person that was came in at 6.30 and on and on. Only one at a time. If you're taking a break as the leader, make sure you let the ops manager know so they can keep an eye on the back. Make sure you put someone in charge. Communicate clearly. And you do need to clock out if you're a team leader. But if you only want a 15-minute break, for example, just you know clock back in early and you may do so only when you are the leader. So if you're scheduled as a team member, um, most cases, unless there's some rare exception where the ops manager approves it, you need to take your full 30 minutes. So breaks will have to happen. That'll take, you know, two to two to three hours, depending on if you can get them right back to back. And then during that time, you're going to want to be getting lunch ready as well. This begins with the primary person. Once you go to two sides breakfast, uh, and really, you want to do that as soon as you can when it's busy uh, and be able to anticipate that. Um, you want to get lunch ready. First thing primary person can do is when they get set up after there's everything in their shoots is good. They can use the checklist to set up primary for lunch. And this will expand to everything you need for lunch. So the process will continue uh, until, you know, around 11, 15, 1130 at that point. 
you want to finalize any of the this the other special things that are on another lunch ready checklist that are more um, specific to peak times, like having the cheese sauce and the warming drawers, the cookies and the amber pan. You can't do some of those things um, during breakfast, so you just want to be aware of that. That throughout the breakfast period leading up to lunch, you want to make sure that your team's getting lunch ready. And finally, filleting and stocking, specifically stocking of the frozen chicken. So this is something that takes a significant amount of time and energy, both to fillet and stock. And so as a leader, you want to constantly be aware uh, in your mind of these things that need to get done. Breaks, lunch ready, filleting. All right. And filleting can be accomplished by the breader solely without any help. But if you can send people back to help as you're working through your breaks and you have an extra person here or there, it's going to make the filleting go much quicker. Now, guests always come first, as we mentioned. So don't feel restricted as if you have to have an extra person filleting. Once all your breaks are done, you usually have that extra person so they can help finish filleting uh, as you near lunch. And then as soon as filleting is done, consider if you have someone available, uh, sending someone back to stock the chicken before lunch. This will uh, free you up towards the end of your shift to focus on some other things as you do changeover. Now, it's important that you're always aware of what things can be done. One of the, the biggest mistakes a leader can make uh, just mentally is to not know what his team members can be doing. When this happens, the leader sort of just bops around for 30 to 45 minutes as they wait for the lunch rush to come and uh, they end up not utilizing that time. So what I generally what I generally try to do is put myself in a spot, uh, maybe secondary, for example, and have my team members knock out as many things as they can so long as I can handle serving guests without their help. Now, the benefit of this approach, again, as opposed to me as the leader going to do a bunch of this secondary stuff, um, you know, auxiliary stuff to get ready or stuff, you know, all this stuff, if I'm doing that as the leader, um, I'm dependent on my team members to call for help, which we want them to, but I would prefer to be in the position as the leader where I am aware of what's going on fully and I'm the one that needs to call for help. Um, And that's the benefit to sending your team members. Also, sometimes as a team leader, you may be more capable of holding down line and you're going to be able to do it longer while your team members get get done with those tasks. Again, this is a general rule. I don't mean to suggest that uh, the leader can never leave the line or production or anything like that. Um, definitely not. But as a general rule, when it's slow, uh, I recommend the leader stay online, stay in a spot where they're aware of what's going on uh, and the interaction between the front and the back and food going out and have team members knock out all these tasks, filleting, stocking, making milk wash, cleaning something. Um, better to have a team member do it. And this may seem like a small thing, but over the course of numerous shifts, having a leader not engaged at this point, at that point, at that point with production, I'm not saying they're not working, but when the leader is not there, if you add up all those times, uh, it ends up making an impact, having an impact on the guest experience. So I, I highly recommend as often as you can that the leader be involved and you send team members. Now, you also want to keep an eye on breading as often as you can. Uh, are they following the iPad? Are they putting down chicken? This is a big one. Are they putting down chicken as soon as the pan comes back? Did they get chicken temps first thing in the morning? Is the breading table lid closed? Uh, do they have a container out with this, with ice and a scale when they're filleting? So those are things that as the leader, back of house leader, you want to be involved in. Now, again, let me just mention on putting the pan, uh, when the pan comes back, putting the chicken down right away. This is something that 
team members, oh, I can wait 30 seconds. I can wait 40 seconds. Those seconds add up, and that's what causes us to wait on chicken. As the leader, remember, one of your jobs is quality control, uh, if you want to put it like that, making sure that the standards are being followed. So you need to make sure you're coaching and reminding your team members that when that pan comes back, you need to stop what you're doing and drop chicken. That's, that's a part of guest first. Now, as we talk about transition now, going from breakfast to lunch, transition is an important period. And as the leader, you definitely want to be engaged online with production during this time. You do not want to be off uh, making milk wash, pouring cheese sauce, uh, stocking or sweeping during this time. As a leader, I would recommend you hardly ever pull yourself away to do those things if you can delegate it and you stay in line. But certainly during the transition time, don't be trying to focus on those little things um, that you can have done after transition. Uh, if it's slow enough and you want someone else to do those things at 1020, fine. But you need to be, as the leader, you need to be engaged and aware of what's going on during transition. It's a period when things can get crazy fairly quickly. So you want to be there and, a, and be able to anticipate what's coming. You want to have a plan. You know, who's going to be on primary? Who's going to help them on primary once it gets to the point where they can't handle fries and sandwiches and breakfast orders uh, at the same time? Um, does the breader need help with transition? Remember to remind the breader of the order of transition. And this, this is important. The order you're supposed to make the chicken in is first CFA fillets, then spicy fillets, then strips, then grilled fillets, then grilled nuggets, then nuggets. Now, it's important to remember that while nuggets are the last on the list, this is only because the breader is already making them for breakfast. However, you must be aware that this can often cause uh, us to hold on nuggets at 1030. The problem is that sometimes the breader thinks, I don't have to make nuggets. I don't have to include them in this list because there's already some up there. But you have to be aware of the nugget pans. If one Nugget pan is out that immediately moves nuggets to the top of the queue because now the the line person only has one pan of nuggets. If both pans are 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 filled up there online, then you can continue with the regular transition items. But if a nugget pan is out or about to be out, you can't wait till the very end and then make nuggets. As soon as the pan comes back, you know make nuggets as part of your transition. Don't wait till you're done with everything else. Nuggets are a popular item. You know, you don't want to have nuggets come back after you did spicy and say, well, I'm going to do strips first, then grow fillets, then grow nuggets, and and then I'll do nuggets. If the pan comes back, make the nuggets and then carry on with transition. Now, once you've made it through transition, you may want to stay in a spot and have a fast team member clean the biscuit table if you haven't done so already. Usually I get that done before transition, you know, around 10, 10, 10, 15, 10, 20. If I see that, um, uh, there's we have enough biscuits. If not, I'll wait till after, no problem. Again, this is a general rule of, of, of thumb, not set in stone, that um, there will be occasions that I will do other tasks as a leader, but for the most part, I want to be involved in line and delegating tasks away from the production center to team members. Now, once everything is clean, you want to double check that your lunch ready lists are done. This would include now cookies in the amber pan, cheese sauce in the warming drawer, and soup should have already been put in the pot online by 1020-ish. Now during lunch, your job is to oversee lunch. Now this is where you generally are not in a specific position. You're generally in a utility position, constantly moving from primary to secondary to breading, back to primary, secondary, breading, assessing the situation, anticipating problems, um, seeing what's coming next. You must be engaged. And I generally seek to help team members as I move from station to station. Even if they're not behind, I want to be a presence and I want to help them get ahead you know, if I can. And also this increases my awareness 
of how everyone is doing. So, for example, in breading, it's important for you to be aware of how the breader and the machines person are doing. Are they working together? Are they in their proper roles? You want to ensure that the machine person understands that they should be proactively owning the lockouts, right? During lunch, especially, and perhaps never, uh, there's no need for the number uh, on the, on the uh, pressure fryers to get below 2.0. As that number goes down, uh, the machine person can be proactive and do a filter uh, lockout. At any time, you can do these lockouts. And having a good machines person is a huge asset to your shift. So you want to help coach them and develop them on how to understand their role in owning the lockouts and proactively coming up to line whenever they bring food up to figure out figure out what's next, what needs to be put down next by the breader, to communicate with the breader. You must not simply assume, and that's one of the, the mistakes we make as leaders, is we assume even though team members are great, they do a great job, sometimes we assume that they know exactly what they need to do or they're doing it. And you need to have awareness of what's going on as a leader in the restaurant, in the kitchen, in order to coach them in that. Now, Communication during lunch at any time, of course, is very important with the front of house. Communication with front of house. Where's the bottleneck, right? If it's uh, breading, right, that you can usually tell by the amount of pans that are on top or if people online are saying, hey, I'm out, I'm holding on stuff. You know, if it's primary, sometimes the shoots aren't stocked. Now, sometimes front of house won't communicate that with you. So you need to be constantly looking. You got to have your head on a swivel, constantly be knowing where to look in the kitchen, you start on primary, secondary, breading. You constantly cycle through these areas. And one of the places you want to look are, is at the chutes. If the chutes are empty, uh, the primary person needs help. Even if it's not busy, uh, it, it's okay that, that you just they need help. Just ha- help them get their chutes filled up to the number. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, no, I don't need help. You know, I just have three things on my screen, but there's nothing in the chute. So just jump in there, help them, get it caught up, encourage them, and keep moving on with your assessing of the whole kitchen. Uh, same thing with the shoots on secondary. Get those nugget shoots filled up. And a secondary can be challenging. And you may often find yourself over there as a leader helping that person get the shoot stocked as they work on special things. Now, fries also can be a little tricky. On occasion, front of house is holding on fries and you're not aware of it. Now, here is where communication is real important. So you want to try to maintain that good working relationship with the front of house leaders in order for the lines of communication to stay open which is another reason why as the leader, you want to be constantly involved, you know, on primary, on secondary, moving around so that you are visible to the leader up front and to the baggers. Um, If there is a fry problem, you know, what do you do? Well, you can jump in and help. Uh, You can move people around or you can also open uh, two sides fries. You want to be a problem solver and you want to try to get uh, one step uh, ahead and, and be a problem um, anticipate. You want to be anticipate anticipating problems, seeing them before they happen, and uh, that's even better than solving a problem that has already that's already happening. So that's kind of an overview of, of, of lunch. Um, a lot of involvement, a lot of moving around, a lot of anticipating problems is what we're looking for. So then at two p.m., um, the other leader will come in, and if you need to use the final thirty minutes to finish any breakfast stocking, milk, wa- milk wash, etc., you can do so. Uh, but there's always some things, again, in the back of my mind, even from the morning, that I want to get done before, you know, 2 o'clock comes. And so if it slows down at 1, one fifteen, I'll, I'll do some of these things. I'll have someone go do, um, you know, make milk wash, do filters. These are things that if you look at your back of house opening leader checklist early in the day, you can remind yourself of things you have. Again, this is where the leader knowing 
what needs to be done is very important. This this really helps you utilize your resources and your time. If you're not aware of what needs to be done, whether it's to get lunch ready or whether it's to to end your shift, then you're not going to use those 20 minutes you have when it's slow wisely. You're just going to walk around and kind of bop around. So always have that in your mind of what you can do, you know, making uh, milk wash, stocking the, stocking the breakfast um, bread, uh, stocking the the chicken if it hasn't been done yet, doing filters, doing a midday clean on the grill. So uh, from one to two, you usually have some time to do those things. So that was a lot. That's a brief overview of back of house AM leader. Um, A lot of these things, hopefully you have already experienced during your training or you are about to, and this is just kind of an overview of some ways of thinking and methods of leading um, beyond just the, the details and the timeline of specific things. So hopefully this is helpful take what you hear, apply it. If you have issues, talk to a director, talk to your trainer and, and talk about these things. There could be a better way of doing it. Uh, always seek to improve. Remember, um, there's no best, only better. So keep getting better and keep improving. And I uh, will see you on the next, next lesson.